welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you have an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. I'm Leah, the blogger behind The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World many times each year and have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. This week's show is all about planning a last-minute trip to Disney World on a budget, so let's dive in. everyone and welcome to episode 43. Before I get into this week's topic, I have to share again that we're having a meetup, our first ever meetup for listeners of the podcast and members of the Budget Mouse Facebook group. So it will be Tuesday, September 3rd from 4 to 5 p.m. at the Contempo Cafe and the Contemporary Resort. And of course, this is at Walt Disney World. Now, if you happen to be on vacation that first week in September, please come by. Your whole family is welcome. We will have freebies galore. We will have cupcakes and you'll get a chance to meet some other fellow Disney fans. And if you're local, then absolutely please come and join us. And I look forward to seeing some of you there. I also get to thank two new patrons this week. So thank you, April and Amanda. They are supporting the show with a small monthly contribution and they are getting access to a bunch of special patrons only podcasts as a thank you gift. So if you'd like to see what you can get when you become a patron of the show, head over to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the budget mouse. And one last bit of housekeeping is this lovely review that Rachel left over for the show in Um, Apple Podcasts just made my day. And so I want to read part of it. It says, this is actually my first podcast review, but Leah has impressed me so much with not just her Disney knowledge, but also all the ways she saved me money that I felt compelled to write. I've spent hundreds of hours listening to various Disney planning podcasts, but when I found the Budget Mouse, I knew I had found my people and exactly what I was looking for. Leah shares in detail every aspect about visiting WDW and how to save money each step of the way. The online community she has established is a step above all others I've seen. So thank you, Rachel. Like really this made my day and I'm so glad that you found me. And if you don't know the online community she's talking about, it's the Facebook group for listeners of the podcast. And you just search for the budget mouse on Facebook, ask to join, and I will add you. We have over 3,500 members now and everyone is so friendly and nice and it really is like the most magical place on Facebook. So (laughs) please join if you haven't already. And if you want to leave a review like Rachel has done, the easiest way to do it is to go into the Apple Podcasts app, search for the budget mouse, and then you just scroll down on the page and you can leave um, a rating or a review there. And I really appreciate everyone who does that because it helps more people find the show. Okay, this week's topic is planning a last minute trip to Disney World. So first I need to define, like, what does that mean? Because Disney is not like other vacations. Very few people plan years in advance for a vacation, but Disney is that kind of vacation. So I'm considering anything less than two months in advance to be rather last minute for Disney World. Um, So you might be planning a last minute trip and not even know it. Well, I've taken many short notice trips to Walt Disney World, and I want to share my tactics for planning a last minute trip while still staying under budget because it can be done. Now, there are particular challenges of planning a vacation that other people may have planned years in advance, but I've got some hacks and workarounds to share with you in this episode. So let's start with getting there and around. So 
you're really not at too much of a disadvantage if you are booking a flight and it's within two months. I think the best time to book a flight is generally six to eight weeks in advance. And I use a service called Airfare Watchdog to kind of monitor the, the prices of flights. And I will link to that in the show notes. You can enter like a route and then it will send you emails when the price drops on the route and you can kind of monitor the price. So for most airlines, you have to book at least two weeks in advance to get decent prices. Once you get closer than the two weeks, the price will jump up. Now that does not apply to some low budget airlines such as Frontier and Spirit. The best prices with those airlines are generally about six weeks or less in advance. And I have even booked flights with Frontier just a few days in advance and got excellent prices. So don't be discouraged if you're booking a flight and you think, oh, I've missed the best chance you haven't. Uh, the cheapest days to fly are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday. So if you're looking at a last minute trip, just look for those days for the best um, prices. And for Frontier in particular, they release promo codes that are generally only good for about two months out at the most. So really watch those promo codes carefully um, to save money on a last minute flight on Frontier. And I'm a big Frontier fan. I've said it in other episodes. I fly them a lot. I'm a Discount Den member. I use their Kids Fly Free program. And um, as long as you know what you're getting with Frontier and what you're not getting, I think it's a really good experience. And I've mentioned this before here, but uh, the tool I use to find the best prices on flight is Google Flights. And I search one leg at a time to give me more flexibility with planning when I'm coming and going. In terms of getting around once you have arrived in Orlando, if you book a Disney resort, you may be concerned that you wouldn't be able to use Magical Express if you book it at the last minute, but fear not. All you need to use Magical Express is your Disney confirmation number. Uh, it, they like it if you set up the airport transfers ahead of time, but if if you don't, you can just walk up to the Magical Express desk and say, hey, I have a reservation. Can I get a ride? <laughs> and they will say yes and put you on a bus. So I've even booked a few days in advance and you just show up at Magical Express and they will get you to your hotel. Let's talk where to stay next. So if you find yourself planning a trip a rather last minute, my first advice is to get in touch with Sierra, who's our travel agent for the budget mouse and I will link in the show notes to the form you can use to ask her for a quote just to see what options are out there with Disney. You might be surprised at availability at what is normally considered a last minute trip and just let her give you some options. Now do not be discouraged if there isn't availability with Disney at the price point that you want. Just because Disney resorts are sold out with Disney doesn't mean there is no availability at all. So it's a separate pool of rooms that different um, travel consolidators have of rooms. So, so Pop Century could be sold out with Disney, but there could be rooms still available through other sites such as Orbitz, Priceline, Expedia, Hotels.com, etc. They have their own inventory that they pull from. Now, if I have a certain hotel in mind, I have a little hack that I use on Google to check availability for that hotel with all of the, of the sites except Disney. So if I see no availability with Disney, this is what I will do. I will search for the hotel's name in Google and this works on um, a mobile device and I don't know that it will work on desktop. I have not gotten that to work. So I search for the name. For example, All Star Sports is one of my best go-to last minute hotels because there's almost always availability. So I'll search All Star Sports in Google and then I want the Google result for the hotel and there will be a place to to click prices. So you tap prices and then a calendar will drop down and it will actually show you availability and the lowest price for every single 
date for the next coming months. So I'm looking for, you know, the lowest price or I'm looking for dates that I know I can go and if there's availability there or not. And then if you tap on the date, it will give you which websites have availability and how much you will pay. If that was confusing, and it probably was, there is a blog post about it that describes and shows screenshots of how to do this. So I will put a link to that in the show notes as well. Now, if you can't find availability at the resort where you want to stay, I have a little hack and it's splitting your reservation up into two parts. So you may even have to book through two different sources. But if you try, like say the first two nights of your stay, check availability for that. Then the last three nights of your stay and vice versa. And you may find availability suddenly opens up because maybe there's only, you know, two nights available on Priceline and then three more nights available on Orbitz and and et cetera. As long as you're careful and book the same room category, you will stay in the same room. Disney does not make you move rooms. So, but you do have to be careful. So for example, what I'm talking about, standard rooms versus preferred rooms at the all-star resorts. If you're booking through two different sites, you want to make sure that you stay in the same room category so you don't have to move rooms. And for example, at Port Orleans Riverside, there's river view, garden view, pool view rooms. You just have to be very careful if you are splitting that reservation up to get the same category. You may have heard me mention Hotwire and Priceline in other podcast episodes because they are my favorite ways to book last minute reservations. So I'm going to describe the process in detail here, but I'm also going to link to the description on the blog with, again, screenshots that shows in detail how to do that. So first, some caveats about using these sites. When you book with them, the reservations are non-refundable. They're only generally going to show availability about 30 days in advance. And with these reservations, you cannot add the dining plan, but you do get all other Disney benefits. You get magic bands, magical express, you get extra magic hours, et cetera, et cetera. And and that applies to any reservation book through a third party, such as Orbitz or Priceline, whatever. You can't add a dining plan to those reservations, but you do still get all other Disney benefits when you book through a third party. So I'm talking about mystery hotels, what are called mystery hotels on Priceline and Hotwire. And on Priceline, they're called express deals. And on Hotwire, they're called hot rate hotels. Now, these are um, hotels that they don't reveal the name of the hotel until after you have booked, which makes many people nervous. But because of that, they're able to give very low nightly rates that they couldn't advertise and publish. So you have to book it as a mystery hotel. Now, it's pretty easy, in my experience, to discover what hotel you're booking before you book, or at least narrow it down to a handful of hotels. That, and as long as you're okay with getting any of them, then you're going to be fine with the reservation. So how to find Disney World resorts first on Hotwire. The neighborhood you have to look in is WDW or Walt Disney World Bonnet Creek. And that is where all Disney resorts will be in that geographic area within Hotwire. And then all of them will have the amenity listed of an airport shuttle. And so Priceline has done away with that to make it less obvious what hotel you're getting. They don't list the airport shuttle as an amenity anymore. But for the time being, Hotwire does. So if you find a hotel that's within Walt Disney World Bonnet Creek and it lists an airport shuttle, it is guaranteed to be a Disney World resort. Now the value resorts are going to be equivalent of three star resorts on Hotwire. The moderates are going to be 3.5, three and a half stars, and the deluxe resorts are going to be four stars. And I have booked all levels of Disney Resort through Hotwire, value, moderate, 
and even deluxe. So you'll know which resorts you're, you can expect to get from which category, but if you want to narrow even further, and this is kind of for the advanced user here, they will show on a map the distance of the hotel to different attractions. So they'll say um, Epcot is eight tenths of a mile away, or you know Hollywood Studios is 1.2 miles away. So you can kind of use that to pinpoint the location of the resort. And I know this is super geeky, but if you really want to know what you're getting before you book, you can use that. And you do have to have pretty extensive knowledge of where the resorts are located. But if you're willing to put in the time, you can figure it out ahead of time. Now, I've had people tell me they've had success with Hotel Canary, which is a Chrome extension to use on Priceline to figure out what what hotel they're going to get ahead of time. I've tried this extension and I cannot get it to work. And um, I generally book through Hotwire anyway, but that is one thing I need to mention. And then another site that I have used in the past is betterbidding.com. And there is a forum on there where people report what hotel they got when they, um, bid on or paid for a mystery hotel, what hotel they actually got. So you can use that as a reference point as well. Now I have used Hotwire and Priceline a lot for non-Disney resorts as well. And the one thing I just encourage you is to be really picky about anything you book through there. I really generally look for places that get over a 90% positive reviews. I just worry about the quality of places if I don't know what I'm getting. And what's great about Disney is I never worry about the quality because I know even at a value resort, I'm going to get excellent quality. So I would say if you're going to take a chance and, um, try to get another hotel that's not Disney is to really at least look for 80% positive, but I say it's safer to go 90% and then you're pretty much guaranteed to get at least a decent place. Now let's talk dining. So contrary to what many people think, I think it's pretty easy to get dining reservations for almost anywhere, even at the last minute, but you will need to be flexible and patient. So you have to guarantee all table service dining reservations with a credit card that is charged uh, per person if you no-show or cancel the same day. And it's $10 per person for most restaurants, I believe, and maybe 15 for signature. So many people make multiple reservations and then cancel them before this window. And so many reservations become available in the week before you're likely to arrive or, and particularly the day before where people clear out any lingering reservations and they narrow down to definitely where they're going to eat. So my suggestion is to get a res if you want to have a table service dining dinner, for example, get a reservation for somewhere and then check for upgrades throughout your trip if you're already there you know particularly the afternoon of the day before people seem to be i don't know at the pool or whatever but they're canceling reservations left or right and a bunch come open so if you're patient and flexible about where to eat you can get a great reservation at the last minute now a tool for doing this that i use a lot is mousedining.com where you can set alerts and get text notifications when reservations become available and it is free it's brilliant. There's also a paid subscription that gives you more features, but I just use the free version. Oh, no, shocker, right? <laughs> but it's an excellent service. I've used it to get be our guest reservations a week before my trip, etc. Some pretty hard to get reservations. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes as well. Now, another option is to go mostly quick service with your dining. And I love quick service dining at Disney World. And I have a bunch of resources on thebudgetmouse.com. So I'm going to link to the show notes. I give the best, my picks for the best quick service in each of the theme parks. I'm working on Hollywood Studios and my trip coming up here. So then it will be complete. Yay. Um, you don't require a reservation seat at quick service. You can use mobile order, not have to even wait in line. And some of them have really excellent food. I'd argue better than some table service restaurants. 
And last, if there's a table service restaurant that you really want to eat at, but you couldn't get reservations for, I suggest checking to see if that restaurant has a lounge because you can just walk up to the restaurant and eat in the lounge. And oftentimes you can order from the full menu. So I particularly love the Sanaa Lounge at Animal Kingdom Lodge and at Kidani Village, and that can be a hard one to get into. There are tons of lounges all over Walt Disney World. So I would just look uh, into that a bit if there's a restaurant you want to eat at. And um, I do have a post coming soon about my picks for the my favorite lounges in Disney World and that this is not like an alcoholic thing this is for the food and the experience there and I do take my daughter with me to these they're they're very family friendly like you can take your two kids into the lounge and have dinner there and it's not a problem at all you're at Disney World okay and last let's talk fast passes so unfortunately the most popular fast passes will be gone when you go to book if you are booking last minute However, there are still chances to ride these attractions. So the first thing to do is what people call rope dropping, and that would be to head to your must-do attraction as soon as the park opens. And uh, many people will even line up in the kind of area that heads towards the attraction before the park opens as well to be some of the first people in line. And uh, that really does matter. You may think, oh, it doesn't, they're just overreacting. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, it really does. Like I tried to go ride Peter Pan's flight um, I was there before the park opened, but I was right in front of the castle watching the show and I didn't line up off to the side in the, in the walkway that leads up to Peter Pan. And I thought, oh, I'll just get in line behind everyone else and I'll, I'll be fine. Oh no, it was a 25 minute wait by the time I got there. So it does really matter <laughs> that you get in line if you're trying to rope drop an attraction that has a lot of interest. So, uh, another thing is to do get fastest for what is available early in the day and then to get more after you use your first three. So you won't be able to get the headliners, but you can still ride a ton of attractions this way, particularly at Magic Kingdom. So I suggest getting a fast pass for the first three hours that the park opens. And then as soon as you've checked in for your third one, start to get more fast passes one at a time. So even though you won't be doing the headliner attractions, you can still do a lot in the day with, with little to no advanced planning by using that tactic. And there are many attractions that you don't have to wait for that are really enjoyable as well. So my favorite is the People Mover in Tomorrowland and Magic Kingdom. I hope this episode gave you some helpful ideas for planning a last minute trip to Walt Disney World. And fear not, you will have a wonderful trip even if you didn't plan years in advance. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. Please find me on Facebook in the Budget Mouse Facebook group. You can find me on Instagram at the Budget Mouse. You can send me an email. I'm Leah, L-E-A-H at thebudgetmouse.com. Find me on Pinterest at, you guessed it, the Budget Mouse and get all of my Disney planning tips there and just visit my websites as well and leave me a good old-fashioned comment if you want and I will respond to you there. So thanks again everyone and have a magical day.